Hello, it's Keith Cromwell, the Executive Director of Red Mountain Theatre. I'm thrilled to be coming to you from our beautiful new recording studio on our new arts campus in Parkside. And I'm also introducing to you today a new series. We're going to create a podcast to share all the dynamic energy that's in the arts and cultural sector of our community. So let's kick things off with some interviews with some of our favorite composers that have been guests at Red Mountain Theater over the past few years. I'm just thrilled to be talking with the Billy Porter today. Thank you for being with us, Billy. Of course, my pleasure. So most people don't know, well, a lot of people know how important Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat has been in my entire life, <laughs> but they don't know that's how you and I met. Yes, back in 1989 at um, oh. Montclair State University summer stop. I was on equity. That's how long that was. <laughs> we all were, I think. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was half and half, remember? Oh, that's right. It was half and half. That's right. That's when we began to learn what it was like to live on the other side and watch those people with their cards get all them breaks and stuff. Uh-huh. 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 And then I love that we've kept in touch since then. And you came and, oh, God, I loved having you in concert here. And that was 2010. Mm-hmm. Do you recall? What did you think of Birmingham the first time you were here? Well, you know, it's a really beautiful town, city. It's a really beautiful city. You know, I've not spent a lot of time in the South in my life. And so, you know, what I love about the environment that you've created is the inclusion based on respect for everybody's humanity. I think, you know, that's one of the things that um, we're being challenged by right now in this world. You know, the reckoning that this global reset has presented before us, one of the, one of the biggest points of it to me is that, is how can we all because of our differences, respect each other's humanity. We don't have to agree on everything. I love that you were part of us. I remember meeting with you in New York and describing this thing that I wanted to do that was gonna be a new works festival that was based on pieces that had at the very center human rights issues. And and I love you so much because you just were like, yes, tell me (laughs) when to be there. And then you came down in your floppy hat in 2018. Do you remember that hat? <laughs> I don't remember that hat. I'm a hat person. I don't know what hat you're talking about. You know, she lived her life. That hat lived her life, and I don't know where she is now. Well, we're going to pull a photograph up of that. But what, did, what do you recall from being here for that um, experience? Um, you know, I, love, I loved the cabaret space. Because there was something about it being underground that felt like an old school house party, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and an old school house party to me means fellowship, means community. And so I always was inspired by your presence mindfulness to understand how to use art as a tool to have these conversations that are uncomfortable 
to have these conversations with disparate communities and help us all understand each other, have compassion for each other. That's the reason why I, I came. That's the reason why I said yes so quickly, because I could feel that. And I know for myself, I was watching Oprah. I'm just telling you a little story. I was watching Oprah probably about 20 something years ago. And she had Maya Angelou on and Ayala Van Sant on, and they were talking about service and intention. And they said, when your intention is service, everything else will work itself out. I have watched you dedicate your life to service. For those of us who've been really just totally on the fringe watching you go through those, those moments where your unique special light just kept trying to be dimmed and covered. And then to watch you be able to step in to not a successful career, to a blossoming of who you really are yeah. and exhibit that all fully out here. And bam, since you were here, you got a couple of things going on. You got a slap to a Tony, you got an Emmy, you got worldwide recognition. You <laughs> That's real. Don't forget the Grammy. And, but what more importantly is you have a new position for your voice to be heard. And that's the ultimate goal when you talk about and service. That is the service. You know, the service is all of those little kids, all of those people, anybody, not just kids, anybody mm -hmm. who needs a lift, who needs to know that they're okay, who needs to know that they're enough. Mm -hmm. We as artists do that through visibility. We as artists do that through our art. Yeah. You know, I'm an artist. I'm an artist. And think about this, the most unlikely place of Birmingham, Alabama. We're opening this freaking 60,000 square foot art center yeah. that I'm just, you know, I cannot wait to welcome and continue to welcome all the young people you know that it was the the youth and our education programs that really captured my heart. Yes. And and now to have this facility to really even push even more deeply into making sure that there's a space for everybody, the young Billy and the young Keith that have a place to come together. Yeah. Like we did in 1980, yeah. what, seven? <laughs> <laughs> but I hope it happens earlier for them. We were already. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, there's something inside of, I got to read this thing to you. Hold on. So this came across my feed a few months back and it's been resonating with me. And it's a quote from Toni Morrison. And she says, this is precisely the time when artists go to work. There's no time for despair. There's no place for self-pity. No need for silence. No room for fear. We speak. We write. We do language. That is how civilizations heal. It's not lost on me. 
that in one of the darkest points and times in American history. We're in a dark place. Once again, it's we the artists who give it all voice. It's we the artists who dissect and try to help cultures heal, try to help us understand each other. It's the arts that cracked my mind open and allowed for me to be able to understand how to dream beyond my circumstance. Amen. And that is exactly what I want this arts campus to be, is a place where all the kids from our community, whether they come from affluence or marginalized, that they have a place where they can realize that their dreams can come true, that they can step into the fullness of their potential. And as God is my witness, I want to be a person who helps remove the barriers that should not have been there for either of us. Yes. Amen. Yes. I love you, Billy. I love you too. And I'm so glad you're a part of my life and I can't wait for you to come. I can't wait to come down and see the new place. I have to come down and see the new place. You better. We'll do it's... something. We'll do something cool. We'll, I'll, I'll come down and do a concert or something again. Yeah. Or let's workshop one of the new uh, works you're writing. Or, yeah. Or premiere your book. Well, you know, I'm moving into film and TV now, honey. Okay, good. You didn't hear you didn't you didn't hear from me, but I'm directing a movie. Woo, good. For Orion Pictures. All right. Are those the director glasses? These are my director glasses. <laughs> my director's glasses. <laughs> You're gonna be fierce just like your fears at everything you do. Thank you. Thank you for your example of endurance and um, just inclusiveness. Love you, baby. Love you too. Bye. Bye.